Hey, I'm Brenda Vanderzanden, and this is the Mindful Resilience Podcast, a show where you'll hear inspiring stories of courageous women who have overcome the odds, have found their voice, and are ready to share it with the world. From community leaders to entrepreneurs, from stay-at-home moms to dancers, each guest will illustrate how their decision to face their trial head-on allowed them to become the author of their own life and their own stories. So welcome again to Mindful Resilience, Real Life, Real Stories. I invite you to get comfortable and let's get started. Hey guys, my name is Brenda Vanderzanden. I'm the host of Mindful Resilience, Real Life, Real Stories, where every two weeks I'm going to be providing you with some inspirational content, real life interviews of people who have overcome setback and are now enjoying the fruits of their labor. So if you like what you hear, you're inspired by the stories, then be sure to subscribe below. And then also outside of YouTube, you will find me working as a life and mindset coach. So if you are looking for some inspiration, some um, coaching around how to find your confidence and find your voice after you've experienced some unexpected event, feel free to reach out at www.bvzcoaching.com. Now, if, like I said, you have experienced setback, personal or professional, and you feel like you need to find a way to move beyond that, then this next guest is going to be all the inspiration you need. Her name is Samantha Vax. She is an astrologer and she combines history, astrology, and science in a beautiful way to make sense of the world. Welcome, Samantha. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate you giving me this opportunity. This is really great for us to connect. And I'm really happy to be sharing some, you know, tools that are hopefully connect the dots with, you know, the rest of the the, the human beings that we all live here with. So um, yeah. really to be here and thanks for having me. Of course. So I want to begin by asking you a little bit about yourself because I gave you, well, I gave our audience a little bit of background about who you are. Astrology is really huge for you, Right. But if you were to have a big billboard, let's say, driving down the street, and this billboard had your name on it, what would it say? Mm, I love this question. This is probably my favorite question that I've been asked for this entire year, honestly. This is such an empowering question. I think that if I were to have a billboard, I would put my name with, I paint my own reality. Because I think that that is Mm -hmm. such an important message for everyone to really feel their own sort of movement and empowerment and motion forward that really propels their own self-values and incorporates what their self-worth is. I love that. So self-worth is a really important component to you. Has it always been that way for you? Yes and no. Uh, It's something that I did struggle with as a child. I am a Virgo, so I was quite shy uh, growing up. And uh, I have Sagittarius rising who often struggle with their self-worth. They're very cheery people on the outside, but they definitely have uh, a kind of vulnerability that they're not used to um, having so out in the open. So that's definitely something that I've had to work on. But as an adult, I do feel a lot more empowered. Uh, I have a Leo moon, which really kind of sparks that forward and, and gives me that sort of lion roar that's, you know, this is brave lioness who's sort of blossomed and bloomed. And I think that that's a really important journey for everyone to go on and for them to continuously sort of build their self-worth um, themselves versus, you know, relying on others and others' opinions and ideas of, you know, their their own ideas and opinions or, or their own plans moving forward. So, yes, yes. definitely something that I've worked on um, and in feeling a lot more empowered than I was when I was a child. For sure. Amazing. Amazing. So you talked about your self-worth and what about finding your voice? Because I mentioned that in the beginning. Yes. Why is that so important to you and how did you do it? 
you know, that was sort of a, an energetic shift, I think, that took place uh, in, in our planetary alignments here. And I think that I sort of got to a point where when Black Lives Matter really took off as the movement, um, I felt like because I came from East Oakland, California, and I was so involved in the movement out there. And after moving to Hawaii and being here for a year, you know, it's kind of like being in your own personal bubble a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it has its positives and, and negatives. And I do, I am a very social person. Uh, you know, I love to stay connected with people. And I sort of felt like uh, I needed to say something just for myself. Um, I felt like I needed to prove to myself that I was worth it, that I was empowered, that I could speak my truth freely and be heard because it only takes one person. It only takes one person to hear what you have to say and to agree or disagree with you. And you don't just, it's, it's a, it's a win or a learn. It's never a loss. And so I think that really, it really provoked me to, to want to be empowered and to empower other people. And I think that when I started to make a lot of my posts on Facebook and realized that it could be a safe forum and a safe place for people to ask hard or challenging questions or, or be a little uncomfortable um, and get to be comfortable being uncomfortable mm-hmm. and be based on you know other people's comments and, and encouragement, I think that that was a really profound moment for me um, personally. And I think that it inspired me in a lot of ways. And I think that it created a platform to inspire others. Um, And that's one of my biggest hopes and wishes for for everybody that we can, you know, sort of come together on this belief system of love versus, you know, separation. I love that. So do you identify as someone as a person of color? I do. I do. uh, You know, I was originally adopted on day one and uh, I didn't really know a whole lot of my background, but I sort of picked up the pieces along the way. And I, you know, I was raised by two white parents and it was interesting to grow up with that view as a, as a colored child. Mm -hmm. And it was very interesting to go through schooling as well, because in my, my K through eight, I went to a Catholic private school and I was too brown. I was too brown and I, I didn't have a lot of friends. And I was, uh, like, again, like I said, I was very quiet. I was very shy to join into things. And I think that separation made it a little bit trickier. And I think that as soon as I got to high school, you know, I was really excited because I felt like it was going to be a new start. And then I was too white. I was too white to be at that school. And so color has been something that I've really sort of had to process. Uh, It hasn't really been necessarily a struggle, but there have definitely been some speed bumps that I've had to overcome. Um, And it's definitely been eye-opening from a sort of adult grown-up perspective of, of, you know, what it was like to be as a child and what people are still dealing with now and what I still deal with now. Um, But, you know, it's not happening to us, it's happening for us. And I truly believe that if we are able to come together on that foundation of love versus separation, that there should be no problems moving forward. I'm I'm very confident and feeling very, very positive about this. That's beautiful. Okay, so you are an entrepreneur. So what advice would you give to other POCs, people of color, persons of color, if they want to start an entrepreneurial business or they want to go down that route? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, that really comes back to self-worth and it only takes one person to hear you. Mm. I think that if you can get to a space where, you know, let's say you have an idea and you take it to 10 people, those 10 people all shoot down your idea and tell you that it's crap. And so you go home thinking that, you know, my idea is, is worthless and I probably don't have the tools or resources or even smarts or capabilities to, you know, follow through with this. And yes. you start to diminish yourself. And by not speaking your truth, what you're doing is you're depleting your own self-value and your own self-worth. And you're also um, keeping yourself from other people. You're, you're 
uh, keeping your truth from, from other people that might be in a same similar situation as you are and might not feel as powerful to speak out about it. And just by saying what you say, just by making yourself feel empowered and knowing that your voice matters and carries value, that's worth something to a lot of people. Yes. Because it's hard. It's not easy to speak your truth and stand by it. It's not. And so I think that when you can get to a place where you, you know, are very confident in your self-value and your self-worth and you continuously work on this, I think you sort of get to a place where you're like, yeah, I can do this. I can do this idea that I believe in. And a shift that we're working on right now is during this lunar eclipse in Capricorn, we're really working on sort of becoming our own structure and our own stability versus limiting that to our environment. And I think that when we can do that for ourselves as well, that's another powerful tool that we have in our back pocket. And that can really push us forward. Amazing. Okay. So then what is your, the biggest teachable moment that you've had in your experience, whether it's with a client or in your own personal life that you would like to share with us? Yeah, gosh. Um, You know, I think that the most powerful moment that I really went through was when I was the first time I I gave a reading where I was able to make a client cry and I did it totally unintentionally. um, And it was a total healthy release. It was super, super beautiful. There was no negative energy. There was no just bad vibes at all. It was all positive and it was all love. And she just, you know, had her breakthrough and it wasn't a breakdown where we threw up blocks. It was a breakthrough where she came to an understanding, felt like I understood her on a very deep level that she hadn't been before. And I think it was just, you know, it added to my self-worth. And I, you know, even though I was already empowered and I was already confident moving forward, it was like, wow, you know, she is really into this. She's really, you know, making her breakthrough. And I helped, I helped do that for her. And she did all the work herself. I just provided the tools. But I think that that was a really magnified sort of magical moment for me, um, mm-hmm. just being a teacher and, and also a student and being able to learn from that experience. So you were like a vessel of sorts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. So you combine astrology, history, and science, right? In order to make a beautiful connection. But if you were to say and combine all of those elements, what kind of advice or takeaways would you want to give to us, to impart to us, especially if we're going through a difficult time? How can you combine all three of those to give one message? Yes. Yes. I love that. I think that, you know, when you come back to the billboard question of I paint my own reality and we, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of throw in that self-worth and self-value in there, it's a really powerful message in itself. And I think to sort of simplify it, it is really of, you know, you have a very unique, innate ability to connect with people that nobody else in this world has. And that is power in itself. And I think that a lot of the times we sort of deplete that in ourselves and we forget about it. And I think that, you know, moving forward, it's, it's such a powerful message to really just know that you can touch people, even if they don't say anything, even if, you know, you don't see them ever again, you know, even a smile passing on the street, you matter, you are important to somebody. You're important to yourself and you define your self-worth. You are what makes you powerful. And I think that that's so important moving forward because it really is the truth, whether you believe it in this moment or not, you know, there is a journey to get to that place. And that place is so magnificent and so beautiful. And 
Uh, I'm really hoping that everyone can see that point at some point in their life because it is just magical. Beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much for that. (laughs) So we're going to end on this note, but thank you so much for joining us today for another edition of Mindful Resilience, Real Life, Real Stories. I appreciate it. I loved it. Yeah, this has been amazing. And thank you again for the opportunity. I really appreciate you. Namaste. Namaste. Hi, and thank you again for joining me for the summary edition of Mindful Resilience, Real Life, Real Stories. Where in this episode, we're going to be talking just about the importance of bringing mindfulness and connecting it to some of the key points and values mentioned in the interviews. So in tonight's interview with Samantha Bax, she talked about the importance of self-worth and self-value. And I want to highlight three important ways to be mindful about self-worth, self-value, and what exactly that means. So in this edition, we're going to be talking about three ways to improve and to foster self-worth, self-value, which Samantha had talked about. So when we're talking about mindfulness, we're talking about how to be present and aware of what's going on right here, right now. All too often, we can lose ourselves and forget about what is happening right now because we're so focused on the future and what needs to happen. But we can also lose ourselves and get caught up in the past the past events and the things that should or shouldn't have happened, shoulda, woulda, coulda, right? But what also happens is we can lose ourselves and our self-worth when we get too caught up in the things that are happening around us and we forget about who we are. We're not in touch with the person that we are at our core and at our center. When we are moving in big circles or we're moving with people who have louder voices than we do, or they're the cooler people than we are, or so we think, then we tend to clam up and we tend to follow whoever has the loudest voice. So there are three ways that you can identify and to improve your self-worth, your self-value. The first is to surround yourself with supportive people. Who are the people in your life that will support you regardless of what you have to say, whether you agree or disagree with them, you know that definitely those people will always have your back. Surround yourself with those people. I'm not saying to disavow and to move away and to cancel all your friendships if you don't feel valued by them, but start fostering those relationships where you know it is safe for you to have a difference of opinion, maybe a different feeling about certain things, certain aspects. It's okay to disagree sometimes with other people that are in your life, but you need to know that you still are okay, that you'll still be supported by the other people in your life, regardless of how you think, feel, or react in particular situations. The second is to identify who you really are. What are the things you really like? What do you really enjoy? Have you found yourself losing your sense of identity things that you really enjoy because you are so wrapped up in following and listen to other people's opinions. Sometimes in relationships, you might find that people lose a sense of who they are and they give up the compromise so much because they want to be in this relationship with the other person. They want so much to be like the other person that they start to chip away at that person that they know themselves to be. So who are you really? Write that down. What are the things you like to eat? What do you like to wear? What season do you really like? Do you really like that juice? Do you like alcohol? Do you like doing all of those activities that you found yourself starting to do because you surrounded yourself with other people who love to do those things? Is that really who you are? And if not, check in with yourself. 
that's also being mindful and being aware of who you really are. And are you happy with that person? The last tip I will say is for you to just write down circumstances or events where you've actually said that you agreed when really in your heart you knew you didn't. I'm sure you can recall some of those examples, but write them down. Write down all of those events, examples of when you kept quiet and you didn't really speak your voice, use your voice. And in each of those circumstances, I suggest and encourage you to write down what you really think or feel about those events. Do you still agree? Do you realize that there's a difference? Do you see that there's a difference between how you reacted and how you are now responding to those circumstances? Are you okay with that? If you are, then you're good. But if you feel like there is room for growth and there's room for you to really step into that person that you know yourself to be, the core of who you are, then feel free to do that and expand on that. It's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be easy. But I encourage you to reach out to someone in your circle, someone that you know you can trust, where you can go back to them and say, you know, two weeks ago when we had this conversation and I said I felt this way, the truth is I felt A, B, and C. And then from there, you'll be able to see their reaction. You'll be able to have a conversation, a healthy conversation that maybe they may not agree with what you really felt, but you know that they will still love you regardless. So that would be my, those are my three tips. The first, surround yourself with supportive people. The second is to write down all of those events where you did not feel that you really agreed with what was going on. And then the third is to just be in touch with yourself, to really connect with who you are, the things you really, really like, be honest with yourself, and then start to amass those things that are really in tune with you, with yourself. And you'll start to feel more confident to be able to say, yes, I like those things. No, I don't like those things. And those are true. The more you use your voice, the more you are able to express yourself, the truth about who you are, the more you'll start to see your self-worth will increase. So if you'd like to learn more about some tips around how to be mindful and how to improve your self-worth, feel free to reach out at www.bvzcoaching.com. Take care, everybody.